Hey, Kirk. Good evening, Greg. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, you ready to talk some fancy football? Oh, boy, am I. All right. Hey, uh, unfortunately, we have to kind of start this episode off on a bad note. We got some breaking fantasy news that uh, all two of our listeners are just uh, dying to hear. And I am very anxious to hear what this is because I have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah, we have not discussed this. No. Uh, Okay. Kirk, your number four ranked tight end, Hunter Henry, tears his ACL. He is done for the year. What's your initial reaction? Gasps and horror. What's your second reaction? Fantasy reaction. I think I have a little indigestion, so... um... I'm going to have to take some Pepto-Bismol. No, I think uh, I think this this is a clear-cut way of bringing Antonio Gates back. I think it's a conspiracy. I think uh, he's, he slit uh, Hunter Henry's uh, knee and shows the value of himself, and they're going to bring him back for a lot of money and keep going. Mm. Well, the news reports say it was a non-contact injury, so I don't know if you're – I don't know who your sources are, but – uh, what you're saying is unsubstantiated. They are. There's a lot of leakers in that in that L.A. Charger uh, <laughs> yeah. locker room. A lot of, with, a lot of players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is uh, obviously a huge hit to quick hits. Uh, the team we predicted, who's only going to keep three or four players, a third Hunter of his Henry, team is gone. Like just gone, and the most affordable player too. Six bucks, Hunter Henry would have been. Um, do you keep him? Uh, in hopes of keeping them for eleven dollars next year, or do you just get rid of them and start from scratch? Yeah, uh, after after a second thought on this, I think you get rid of them and try to pick them back up. Yeah, yeah, might as well, right? Yeah, I mean, so. it, if you got a spot for them, and and you know, if you find somebody else that you know could fill in the role this year, then just pick them up and hope for the best next year. Hopefully, it's cheaper. yeah, he's. He's definitely going to be one of those players, and we've seen players like that go. Um, you know, I drafted Martavis Bryant for a buck when he was suspended for the year, and I think Josh Gordon was drafted for a buck last year. So we've seen players like that drafted very late. People, you know, players that people forget about. So maybe somebody right. will do that. But all right, hey, uh, well, hey, let's move on. So uh, our show today is actually the senior superlative show. But before we get to that, though, we have to talk about our sponsor. Yes. Uh, this sponsor, this is a little self-serving here, Kirk. This is actually my my new business that I just thought of tonight. And it is uh, Greg's Quarterback Analytics Ranking Service. Uh, I charge the lowest rates in the business, only $98,000, to compared to the going rate from three years ago, which was right around $100,000. Um, and I will tell you, and, and when I say you, I mean NFL teams, which rookie quarterback you should pick up in the draft. Uh, unlike other services, though, if, if you don't want your money to go to waste, I completely understand. I will tell you whatever quarterback you want, I will, that will be my recommendation to you so you don't feel like you just wasted $100,000. So I don't know if that's something that the Browns could use. I'd really like to kind of get in a, a, a good – good foot in the door with them. So I don't know if you can make that happen. I mean, I, I will, I'll let, I'll let uh, the higher ups of uh, my, in my contacts with the Cleveland Browns know about QGA or GQAS. <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm All sure right. I've heard about you before. I mean, you have start. you did start the company tonight, so I'm sure it's been twitted out. Well, yeah. So, I, yeah, it's been twitted out. Uh, you know, I, I put my resume out there, the fact that I have brought, you know, dozens of teams on Madden to Super Bowl championships. I mean, I've kind of built franchise franchises from the ground up and yeah. put in the hard work there. So, And you're just focusing on quarterback, so – yeah, just yep. That's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Easy money. You got to know your you got to know your um your strengths and that's your strengths. Yeah. All right, Kurt. Hey, listen. It is that time of year. It is the time when seniors in high school and seniors in college are getting ready to graduate and take that next step in life. <sighs> yeah, but before they do that, people have to tell them how great or how awful they are. Well, have we do. got have we got a leading Democratic uh, senator um, or you know Congress member to give a speech? Uh, we do not. We oh. don't have any celebrities. We don't. No, no commencement speech. This any is silent, just any Scientologist to to speak on behalf. No, nope. oh. these are just writ- These are just written on a notebook pad. Gabe, we're doing the old school. You have one job. Right, enough of that. Enough of that music. Let's let's get rid of that. Okay. So look, all we're doing is we are taking, yeah, we're just taking common, common senior superlatives and applying those to the fantasy football realm, and uh, should be a fun show. Let's do it. All right, dude. Hey, let's start with a softball one, a very easy one. Uh, one you, you really don't have to put a lot of thought into because it's kind of self-explanatory. Most likely to succeed. Kirk, who do you think is most likely to succeed now that they've, they're moving on? I am going with Antonio Brown. I think okay, he's why? the best wide receiver. And I think even if Ben Roethlisberger goes down, he will still be the best wide receiver in the game. That's uh that's a pretty bold prediction there. I'll tell you mine. I stayed with the same team, but I went with Le'Veon Bell. Again, I don't think there's a scenario to where he doesn't succeed. A couple of years ago, Landry Jones did have to fill in for Ben, and Antonio Brown was not a wide receiver number one, or really a wide receiver number two. You know, if you remember, that's when he broke his streak of where he had you know, 50 or 60 plus games of five receptions and, and, and 50 yards. When Landry Jones came in, that all came to a halt. Lev Bell, uh, he's franchised again. I don't think he's going to be a stealer the year after next. So I think they're going to run him into the ground. He's going to get 350 plus touches. And there's just not a six, uh, scenario to where he doesn't. Well, I, could, I could tell you one thing. If, if Ben Roethlisberger goes down, the guy they drafted, Mason Rudolph will have no problem finding Antonio Brown. If anything, he may actually well, throw it down his throat even more. Well, that's a big question is if it would actually be him. It will at be. The back of, okay. Well, so Ben better, Ben better not get hurt. <laughs> or else. Or else. Antonio Brown may not succeed. Okay. Right. Hey, moving on. So this next one uh, is everyone's friend. I think this is the one that all NFL players, I think, were really hoping to be nominated for. That's uh, quite an accomplishment. 
Uh, I'll go first here. Mm. My, my pick for this was uh, was Alex Smith, and I'll tell you why. Is last year he only started 15 games. Out of those 15 games, he only had one game to where he was a bust. He had four games where he was a uh, what we call a quarterback number two. And then his the other 10 games, he was a quarterback number one. Six of those games, he was a top six quarterback for the week. Now, the reason I say he's everyone's friend is because whenever anybody gets Alex Smith on their team, they are not viewing him as their season-long starter. So they're streaming him. Maybe their quarterback's on a bye or injured for a week or two. So they pick Alex Smith up. He does great. And then they release him. Hmm. And, that's, and then another team picks him up. So everybody gets to enjoy a little bit of Alex Smith for a week or two. After he wins you a game, you say, man, that Alex Smith is such a great guy. I wish everybody could enjoy him like I just did. And then they release him to the waiver. So I think he's going to be similar to that in Washington. Um, you know, now that he's now that he's been traded to the Redskins from the Chiefs, I don't see that changing. But uh, I got to experience a little bit of Alex Smith last year, and he was delightful well much much like in high school when they vote on everybody's friend or best eyes or whatever the other crap is there's always room for interpretation and slight differences everyone's friend to me i looked at it this way who (laughs) provided the most fantasy value for the other players on their respective teams Ooh. Okay. And I went with Ben Roethlisberger because he had the best wide receiver, the best running back, and he, he even brought Juju uh, into the fold as someone who was fantasy relevant. And and I, I viewed it that way. Ben's, Ben's numbers were fine, um, but if you picked up any one of his targets, mm-hmm. uh, his main targets, you were obviously going to do well, and I, I saw it that way. Well, that's very good. Yeah. So, hey, I like, so you're... I, I, I'm, I'm liking this episode so far because I think we're going to get some nice and daring answers. <laughs> because of this. Hey, if, if people haven't figured out uh, yet in this, was this our 17th episode? Yeah. Uh, you and I have completely different thought process. Yes. We and are. That's fantastic. We yeah, we couldn't be more different. Yeah. Um, well, I, I just like to point out that as the resident Browns fan, you are two for two on, on Steelers for our senior superlatives here don't worry i'm not done yet (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) great uh all right uh here's one uh most gullible who do you have for most gullible i i took it i took it at his who who made you feel really dumb for having them on your team um because it's very hard to do this uh and i put amari cooper because i remember last year I drafted him in a snake draft thinking he was going to be my best wide receiver. And I played him all year with the exception of this one week when he had like 18 catches and 300 yards and 75 touchdowns. That's the one week I sat him. So it made me feel the most gullible. I was going to say, so your answer is Kirk? Well, this this was the player that made me feel most gullible. All right, so again, we interpreted this question completely different. Uh, the player I have as most gullible is Derrick Henry. And the way I look at this question is, look, Derrick Henry, he was a probably one of the better backup running backs last year. Uh, they, they get rid of DeMarco Murray, so 
Derrick Henry is going into 2018 saying, I am the man. This is my chance. They drafted me in the second round. Um, You know, he's feeling great about himself. I have Derrick Henry. I have this weird feeling that Deion Lewis is going to have a, uh, is going to suffer a uh, uh, non-contact injury. Okay. So maybe that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm going with this is Derrick Henry is, you know, he's, Thinking he's the guy, he's believing that. They signed Dion Lewis to a four-year deal where they're paying him in between five and six million dollars. He's Dion Lewis is not coming in to help Derrick Henry transition into being the guy. He is there for the long term. They have long-term plans for him. Mm-hmm. But Derrick Henry, though, last year, you think as a backup, he had 744 rushing yards at a 4.2 yards a crack. That is not bad for a backup running back. But when you look deeper at it, and I think we talked about this before in the running backs show. So he had two runs on the very last play of the games that were 75 yards yeah. where the opposite defenses just quit. I've never seen anything like it, let alone happen twice in a se- season for a guy. Right. If you take those two carries away to where those other teams quit, he goes from 4.2 yards of carry to 3.4 yards of carry. And I think that is the real Derrick Henry, even if Deion Lewis gets hurt. Which I, you know, I we have to assume health. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry is not the guy. I don't think. I think he believes he's going to be the guy, but he is gullible to believe that. Last year in his fantasy uh, points per game, he was right in the same arena as uh, Wayne Gallman. Ooh. So that is what. You, yeah, that's what you're looking at with Derrick Henry. Ooh. Insurance yep. agent Wayne Gallman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Most likely to run for president. Uh, I'll take this Mm -hmm. one. Uh, You know, in order to run for president, uh, you have to have a little bit of hubris. You obviously have to think highly of yourself. You have to have people around you telling you you're the best. And I don't think that uh, I can't think of anybody else uh, other than Aaron Rodgers who kind of fits that mold. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. yeah. So uh, if you looked at last year, you know, I think Kirk, he was your ranked number yeah. one quarterback, and I don't have a problem right. with that. He is going into his 11th season, and seven out of his previous 10 seasons, he's been a top four guy, six of those being a top two guy. But if you look at his last three years, he's been, uh, and this is points per game, seven, one, and nine. So two of those years were not number one years to where, you know, he wasn't as good as maybe his, his earlier years. Uh, he never had a season in the top six last year uh, for the week, or excuse me, he, did, he didn't have a game uh, in the top six uh, last year for, for any of the games that he did start. So I think, but he still has people around him telling him he's great. He believes his own hype. Uh, and I can see him going out there and just, uh, Acting like he's, yeah, he's going to be shocked when he doesn't win the presidency, and also well, I hate him. Well, what, where, how I, how I took this is, because um, the way, the way I, I view the presidency is, it's, it's all front loaded with work. You, the work is all in the, in the, in the um, campaign and all your promises, and everybody feels fantastic when they vote for you and. And you get your president Mm -hmm. and then hopefully normally you disappear for four years and, and they don't know anything about you. And I, I put Sam Bradford 
as as my senior supporter for most likely to run for president because he has not only you know equaled the amount of effort that a and quality output a government would put in but he makes all these promises <laughs> year after year he he's made more money every year and done less and less each year it's unbelievable the amount of money going into this sam bradford and each year he'll say they think he's going to be the greatest quarterback uh, of their team excited yeah. he, if if he's playing he's we are a top five offense whatever and then he goes out there lays lays down and pretends to be injured and then he gets to collect yep. his paycheck and do literally nothing for the rest yep. of the year so basically, his agent should become a, a campaign oh, absolutely. manager. Absolutely, yeah. and he's got that winning presidential smile. I will, I will lead your team to victory, and then as soon as we get on the playing field, collapse in agony. So, I think that's very yeah. much like what a what a president has done. Uh, not not so much now, but in the past <laughs> eight years, that's that's what you got. All right. Okay. Oh, here's one I know you've been dying to talk about. Cutest couple. Ooh. Okay. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um, mm-hmm. I went with uh, uh, Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen. <laughs> I, 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 it was nice to have Keenan Allen play the entire year. Um, uh, they were one of the, they were the be- one of the best uh, quarterback quarterbacks. Uh, wide receiver combinations. Um, I think only, I think last year only Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger were better and I didn't feel like picking them again. So uh, Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen are my cutest couple. Oh, would you believe I, to- I totally agree oh. with you. That's exactly who I had as well. Uh, they are totes adorbs <laughs> if I had to put a phrase to it uh last year with 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 keenan allen when he came on in the second half of the season philip rivers was money uh he ended up as a number 12 quarterback last year but if you just look at that second half of the year he was just uh he would have been a a top a top seven or eight guy uh the year before when when allen was out rivers actually had more touchdown passes but he threw 21 interceptions to the, in 2016, that's him just trying to force the ball, not being on the same page with those those other receivers. And yeah, if Keenan Allen's there, I would love to have both of them on my same fantasy team. Uh, and now that we got that, you know, that hussy Hunter Henry yeah. out of the way, I expect yeah. their relationship to just grow and flourish. Yeah. Even more. Oh, yeah. So. Speaking of that, I think I know somebody who has Keenan Allen on his team that may benefit from that. That fantasy yeah, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so well, hey, I, I I didn't expect us to have the same or be on the same page for for any of these, but so there you have Wonderful. it. All right, so this next one is uh, it's a play on most change since freshman year, but uh, but what we're, we're going to talk about is the the fantasy player that has is most changed since his rookie year, uh, and I'll I'll go first here. Uh, I have uh, the muscle hamster, Doug uh-huh. Martin. Uh, Doug Martin in 2012, he burst on the scenes. Uh, I did not remember him being this good, but here, here's what he did in, in his rookie year. 1,454 yards with 11 rushing touchdowns. 
I, I, I seem to remember that. But what I didn't remember is that he had 49 catches for 472 yards and a couple more touchdowns. Uh, the only reason he was the number two running back that year, the only reason he was because Adrian Peterson ran for 2,100 yards. Uh, that is a, an all-time great fantasy uh, season for Doug uh-huh. Martin. And so what, what has he done since then? Uh, he had a bust year, a bust year. And then in 2006, or, yeah, 16, he came back and, and had another 1,400-plus yard year. But last year, 406 yards at two, 2.9 yards a carry. He's released by the Buccaneers and signs with the Raiders to be, uh, back up to a 55-year-old running back in Marshawn Lynch. He is a shell of himself. He is a major disappointment after everybody was so excited. Um, people are, he, you know, all the other seniors are just looking at him being like, man, what happened to you? Well, I'm surprised that that's the direction that you went. I totally agree with what you're saying. And yeah, he is, he is Mm -hmm. probably the most changed fantasy football player since rookie Mm -hmm. year. But you know, if you think about what a senior superlative is in high school or college, you don't think who, and who, who was the hottest chick or guy that is now the ugliest <laughs> chick or guy to put them on the yearbook and say, wow, what happened to you? Um, I, <laughs> I think, I think there may be people that you could identify and say, wow, what a sloppy piece of crap you are now compared to the way you were before. Yeah. But I guess I went on a trending up. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so, Hey, hey be, be, before we get to yours, who do you think was the hottest guy uh, our freshman year who, who really went I downhill? Okay. But they have a guy and a girl, and, and you're, you know. I, yeah, I get Normally, it. it's I the roided-up it. guy that was a pipsqueak in, in ninth grade, or he had pimples all over his face, and now he doesn't. It's like, who now is pimply-faced? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So who I who I picked <laughs> was Antonio Brown. His rookie year, he was okay. not fantasy relevant. Um, I don't remember him much his rookie year. I know you do, but I don't remember the talk being this guy is really good. Just give him an opportunity. He was just you know a good player who was young and didn't have a chance. And I think his season was. It just wasn't anything important, um, and now he's the best receiver. So I, I would say he's he, looking back. He's probably you know yeah. probably a little surprised to see how bad he was uh, in the fantasy world. Yep, yeah, he had uh, 19 catches his rookie year, a couple, you know, a couple hundred yards. But he he did have a huge game, or excuse me, a huge catch where he caught the ball against his helmet a deep third down, a third and, and extremely long against the Ravens, that AFC championship game. They end up going to the Super Bowl that year against the Packers. Right. But you're right. Nobody, you know, nobody uh, expected uh, him to be this great. In fact, I remember the big thing was the Steelers wanted to re-sign. You know, this was, two, you know, two years down the road. The Steelers wanted to re-sign Mike Wallace, and Mike Wallace wanted right. more money. And the Steelers gave Antonio Brown the same contract that they offered Mike Wallace, and people thought they were right. crazy. And, and Antonio Brown totally outplayed that contract, and has since signed. And Mike, another, and Mike Wallace huge, would have never but, lived up to it. Yeah, and Mike Wallace has been on; he's now on his fourth team since yeah. then. So, 
Uh, looks like they knew what they were doing. Okay, good one. All right, here's one uh, that I know will get your blood flowing. The biggest flirt. Who do you have as the biggest flirt? Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? You broke up there. Biggest oh, flirt. Julio Jones. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I had to, I had to go back because his end of year stats were okay, um, and it was just the per game disappointment that you just didn't get anything. You know, he gave you just enough to keep you around, and he had the one monster game that made the rest of his season okay. You know, and be and look good when you look at the end of season stats. But I mean, he he was he was he made you just. You know, oh, I think I think he I think he likes me, but no, oh, he doesn't. No, I'm still losing. He's my best receiver. I'm still losing. I think he was trying to be. Someone tried to trade him, um, and and they probably should have traded him because he would have been disappointing for the other team too, with the exception of one freaking game. So I would say he was the biggest flirt or biggest tease. Okay. So hey, I'm looking at his uh, at his per game rankings last year, and yeah, you're you're exactly right. Uh, he had right now one, two two games to where he was a wide receiver number one, two games to where he was a wide receiver number two. Uh, those games were huge right. games. Don't get me wrong; they were huge. He won the week for you, and we talked about that in the. Uh, in the wide receiver rankings, he's going to win you a week or two every right. single year. You know, he had the 300 yard game. I think he's had two of them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, he is not Antonio Brown to where he's doing it week in and week out. Um, he's done that in the past where he's done it week in, week out. But his big thing too is he is not a touchdown guy. He's going to be four or five touchdowns. And that is extremely frustrating and really doesn't make sense to us as, you know, just kind of, common fans on, on why they can't seem to find him in the red zone. But uh, I'll tell you, I just traded for him. So I hope that changes. Yeah. Good year. luck. I hope, I hope he starts putting. Yeah, out. no, he just takes his top off and then, and then that's it. Shuts it down. As he's, as he's walking yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so the player that I have his biggest flirt is Amari Cooper. Oh, okay. And, and and here's what we have. So Mark Cooper, he's he's entering his fourth uh, season. Uh, so you know he comes into the league in 2015. He was the number four overall pick. So that is going to make people he you know the Raiders are flaunting him. You know number four overall pick. That's a lot of draft stock to put into somebody. People are saying okay they're going to feed him the ball. His rookie year. He he flirts with with greatness. He gets he gets he's the number twenty one overall receiver. The next year, and he had a thousand yards his rookie year. The next year, he has eleven hundred yards. He's still flirting with kind of greatness there. He's the number fourteen overall receiver. So last year, he's he's flirting with that number wide receiver number one uh, kind of aura. <clears throat> People are picking him late second, early third round. You know, he's kind of flirting with that that greatness there, and he craps the yes. bed. He was the number 36 overall receiver. He he had 680 yards. Uh, like you said, he had over over a third of that in one game. He played 14 games. He had a third of his yards in one game. Uh, but 
Michael Crabtree. So his first three years in the league, he was never even the number one receiver on his team. Michael Crabtree outscored him fantasy wise in each of his first three seasons. Michael Crabtree's gone. So even though Cooper was so bad last year, he is still flirting with people who, and, and, and people are thinking he may be a number one wide receiver. And I think if you look at mock drafts, I know it's very early in the year mock drafts, people are still looking at him as a potential number one. So he's still flirting with people in that well, sense. He's not even going to be the best uh, receiver I, on his own team this year either. I, I know you yes. believe that I, you have, you have Jordy Nelson uh, finishing better than Michael Crabtree ever did. Well, so uh, I, you know, between, yeah, I am I am splitting the difference on between some of the experts thinking Cooper's going to be a number one and you. I think Cooper's going to be okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a wide receiver number two. Uh, I am not counting on him as a wide receiver number one. Uh, so he again, he's flirting with it. People will draft overdraft him because he's kind of batting his eyelashes at him and kind of waving and winking and all that, you know, with all his potential of what, you know, with John Gruden coming out and saying he's going to run the offense for him. So people are going to be excited about him. I'm going to stay away. I kind of recognize it for what it is, and I know you do yeah, too. Yeah, well, he's, but he's, he's, still- he's the equivalent to like a 30-yard girl. 30 yards away, she looks good. And then the closer you get, the more you're just like, oh, oh I don't I don't think this is – You see I the boils and the – yeah, yeah. yeah. No. When the strobe light stops and the lights come on after the last yeah. call, you're like, "Yeah, okay, all right." What do you got? Right. Or did you? You already yeah. did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Get right. with it. All right. My bad. Hey, life of the party. Uh-huh. All right. So I'll go mm-hmm. first with this one. I have, I have Tyreek Hill, life okay. of the party, and and let me explain why. I'm gonna go through where he finished every week last season, okay, in, in his, his rankings in relation to all the other receivers. He was number three. That's a great week. 47, bad. 17, good. Mm-hmm. 59, bad. 32, nah. 52, bad. Three, great. 58, bad. 15, good. Then he had a bye week. 20, good. 36, nah. One, great, obviously, that's fantastic. 37, bad, 10, and 10 to finish the year, which is great. So here's how if you go to a party, he is either grabbing the microphone from the DJ and just leading everybody in the song. People are getting in a circle around him as he dances. Those are his great fantasy weeks. If he's not doing that, he's getting so drunk that he is knocking over, you know, grandma's vase or the, with, you know, with the urn with her ashes right. in it. He is making a fool of himself. He is, you know, falling into the swimming pool with his clothes on. Those are his bad weeks. Either way, people are talking about Tyreek Hill. They're either saying he was great or he was awful. Either way, people knew he was at the party. Nobody went there and, and said, hey, was was Tyreek at this party? They said, oh, yeah, I think he was talking about uh, this new fertilizer he uses on his lawn. No, that's Alex Smith. Tyreek Hill, you knew was there. He was the life of the party. Well, well, I, I, get, I get your angle. 
I kind of went in the same, at least the same direction as uh, week in and week out. Who did you count on to make a memorable impact? And I figured it, it, it has to be the guy that got traded away and then led his team to a championship. And that's Todd Gurley. He, he was having mm. a party in, in real life, uh, just blowing up teams. And his, his season last year was fantastic after being traded, after having 20-point weeks, I believe, you traded him. Still, well, still thinking, oh, I'm going to get the deal on this one. I'm going to get Le'Veon Bell. Well, you traded away a better running back for a lesser running back, albeit the number two. But he uh, he was he made he made Adam Wassel's team L M A O F be the life of the party, and I, I commend him for for just sticking it to the man. Well, in my defense, okay, so I traded him after week one. Okay, it wasn't after multiple weeks. I thought you know him and Hopkins having those great week ones. I thought that. I could sell him. That was the highest I could sell yeah. him. So well, you got what you got. Let, you got as good let, as you can get. It's just <laughs> he was he was better. Yeah, kept yeah you, you're absolutely right. All right, uh, here's a depressing one to talk about. This isn't what you, Kirk, explained that you like for your senior superlatives, but most likely to work at Walmart next year. Who do you have? Uh, we, this is probably we're going to agree again. Um, I went with uh, Paul Perkins. He was oh. he was drafted last year on on most teams um, or picked up, and because they just thought he somebody has to carry the ball and gain fantasy yards in New York, and he sucked, and so he'll probably be out of the NFL next year based on someone's prediction. He, yeah, he's currently out right now, so. Um, that's a, that's a very safe bet. I, I, I kind of felt you were going to pick him. So I went in a different direction. Uh, I went with uh, wide receiver, Kevin white from the Chicago bears. Ooh, he was yeah. the number seven overall pick. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, um, athletic freak out of West Virginia. Look, you know, first they were looking to match him up when you know, after Brandon Marshall leaves and they're looking to match him up with Alshon Jeffrey and he just couldn't stay healthy. He's got a great um, you know, smile, out that first year. Oh, well, I don't think he's smiling too much now because they just they just said that they are not going to exercise the fifth year option on him. Um, but it was it's it was so bad for him that last year the team had to show him highlights of his of himself in college to say, "See, you can yeah. do this. You were a good football player." I've never heard of that before, but they had to do that for him. Um, but you know, they get rid of Alshon last year. They had nobody and, and he gets hurt again this year. They sign Allen Robinson. You say, okay, Kevin White could be a, maybe, maybe he's a serviceable number two. No, they draft Anthony Miller in the second round of the draft. They are, he will be phased out and he will be out of the NFL. That's a great, that's a great one. And and he'll, his, uh, yeah, he, he, what a disappointing career. And I think he was still on fantasy teams and an expectation of being, uh, 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 available sure. to play. Yep. All right. Hey, the, the very last one we have here. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't go to you on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did Paul Perkins, right? Yeah, good. Good thing I'm paying attention. 
All right. Hey, the very last one, biggest prankster. Who do you we uh, we both should have this answer because this this <laughs> this son of a gun, this little jokester, decided to to just take the legs out from underneath <laughs> us and screw our season. Imagine our season with David Johnson being healthy in the offense. Uh, that's a good we, one. We were yeah. we were clawing and trying to get into the playoffs without him and never finding really his replacement. And if we would have just had that 15 to 20 points a week from him, I don't yep. think there would have been any question we would have been in the playoffs and we may have been uh, in danger of touching the total points for the year. So I'm going to say David Johnson. That's a great one. He was very similar to Andrew Luck to where I, I, I don't remember how late in the year it was when they finally said he's done because they kept saying, yes. Hey, you know, six, six right. to eight weeks. Okay. Well then it's the six week. Ah, it's going to be, you know, another month. And they just kept dragging it on and to, to where it forced us to hold on to him the entire time, counting on yeah. him coming back. Yeah. That was awful. That no, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. What a, what a jerk. Uh, the one I have is Tyler Eifert. So Tyler Eifert was a high draft pick for the Bengals. Um, you know, comes in 2013. They the Bengals still had Jermaine Gresham, so he kind of plays that backup role. But you know, they look they're looking at him as the guy. 2014, he plays one game, gets a hundred three catches for a hundred yards, and then dislocates his elbow, and he's done for the year. Okay, well they he showed enough of a flash to where. People said, okay, next year we're going to get him. And 2015, he does great. He only plays in 13 games. You can't expect him to play 16 because, well, he's a, a tight end. And they never do play 16 games. And he was a number five overall. 2016, he plays seven or eight games. 2017, he plays two games. And he is just always flirting with a guy. He, I believe points per game, he is up there with Gronk. He may, he may be equal to Gronk in points per game as a tight end. Wow, and he's he's a shiny object in the draft, but he always says, you know, after you pick him, he just kind of smirks and laughs and says, oh, "I knew you'd do that," and there's no way I'm playing, and you just waste a, a draft capital on him, and it's just very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah, I, you could actually put him as big as flirt too, um, but yeah, he's I did. he is a jokester. He does make you think he's going to be available and ready to play and you're just waiting for it but he just lets you down well kirk that's all we got i thought that was uh thought that was a good show showed people how different you and i think about a lot of this stuff and um how different of experiences i guess we had in high school yeah yeah what a what a time i can't wait to look at the senior supporters for for some of these high schools uh, and see who they picked as most changed since freshman year. See if any of them just picked <laughs> yeah. the fattest piece of crap around. Boy, you just got bigger. I don't. You were. I don't you remember. Three hundred pounds, and now you're four hundred pounds. Wow. I don't remember him having that huge hump on his back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't have that. He didn't have that. Remember year. when Jeff could walk? Yeah, he can't now. <laughs> Let's get him a senior superlative. Oh. He's got my vote. <laughs> all right. Hey, well, that's all for the fancy boys. Uh, we're signing and off. Fading out. <laughs>